0: Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.
2: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
3: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mohsen.
0: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday and it's going to be spectacular. Why? Because I'm here. That's why. You don't need another reason. I'm here to make everything better. Well, not everything. I mean, I do have an email from a commercial airline pilot that that we should probably talk about here pretty quickly. In fact, I'm going to get to that in a moment. But what else do we have? Are the Chinese attacking us? What's my issue with Tim Scott? Somebody wants to know. Is New York City progressive enough? According to the New York Times, that'll be fun. Oatmeal? Do people get? Do men get pedicures? What about my sons? Should I let them have a live-in girlfriend? No, they're not asking. All that and so much more coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. But I want to begin here because I think it applies to you it applies to me it applies to the death of everything you ready look I'm just gonna come out and say it all right if you already have a fear of flying a nervousness about flying you might want to sit this one out for the next five minutes or so okay I'll try to hurry through it I'm not going to dwell on it This is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable for all of us. For you, you might poop your pants. All right. So here, look, it is what it is. The subject of this one is train disasters coming to airlines. And this is the email. And I should note, this is not the first one of these I've gotten from a commercial airline pilot along this theme. Jesse, it's just a matter of time, sooner rather than later... The horrible truth will come home to roost. A major airline disaster will befall a major U.S. carrier and howls of how could this have happened will be heard. The airlines will sell as many tickets as they can regardless of how many qualified pilots they can get. When supply is low, lower standards to fill the quotas. Then add in full-on turbo-woke airline management who are all beholden to all the usual woke suspects, race, gender, hustlers... And you have a disaster that will go on for decades. My company, I'm not going to name the company, has a C-suite person, had a C-suite person a few years ago, flat out say in an email to pilots, by the way, that's management. All right. Flat out say in an email to pilots, quote, our flight decks are too male and too white. And this is going to change. He said she wasn't kidding. They have jammed all this woke ESG, diversity, LGBTQ, turbo freak stuff down our throats with a gun. Submit to it or we will end you. Besides, you will all be retired in less than 10 years. We are retiring over 900 pilots a year for the foreseeable future. The guy finishes it by saying, I only have seven years left. Then it's good luck, America. I won't be putting myself or my family on a plane. You know why I'm reading this to you now? Not, I wasn't trying to freak you out. It's Look, hey, it's a Friday. All right, I wasn't trying to freak you out. I'm reading it to you now because it goes along with our death of everything theme. That's one. And I'm reading it to you now because something terrible is going to obviously happen. I don't know if it's going to be today, tomorrow, next year. But when it comes to airlines, there's going to be a plane that drops out of the sky with 300 souls on board. And when that day comes, I right now am wrestling a little bit with how to handle it. And this is what I mean. When that horrible moment comes and god forbid you or yours or me or mine or anybody's on that plane but when that horrible horrible day cl- comes it will be it'll it's going to hurt i'm not sure how we go about unpacking who's responsible for it what's the timing like on that I'm definitely not going to come on the radio that day. I promise you one thing and say, "Hey, look what I was right again. Woohoo!" cuz that's obviously disgusting and despicable and human anti-human. So I'm since I'm not one of those, I'm not going to do that. I'm not not saying that. But how do we handle it when it happens? Because this stuff is coming. It's way more than pilots. In fact, you're already experiencing it. They're just all covering up. Keep that in mind. How many people have died due to a botched surgery in the past five years because it was a DEI surgeon doing it? Do you think the hospital is going to run right out and admit that? Oh, sorry. We just were trying to get rid of the white dudes. Sorry about your mom. No, they're going to cover it up and they're going to hide it. This stuff's happening right now across society. I bring this up to you. I read this email to you both to give you a heads up and... I'm not sure what the right thing to do is and that is kind of rare anymore by the time you get my age you normally know on that day what do we do obviously we're going to pray for the families extend condolences all those things those things will be the right thing to do but shouldn't that prompt us to do a serious dig into why the terrible thing happened and what's the timing on that when do we do that when is that respectful to the families when's it disrespectful to the families because remember there's nobody worse than the communists when they do this crap our hearts are with the students and the families of michigan state university three lives have been lost and five seriously injured and it's a family's worst nightmare it's happening far too often in this country far too often while we gather more information, there's one thing we do know to be true. We have to do something to stop gun violence ripping apart our communities. <laughs> ripping apart. We can't be that. We, can't, we don't want to be that. We won't ever be that. I won't ever be that. I'm never going to be the guy who stands on dead bodies in politics. But as things start to come apart on us, how do we handle digging into it? How do we handle making accusations? Fair accusations? I'm not sure that I know the answer to that question, but hey, I just thought, look, I know. So now you know. it is what it is. We just uh, we got a, we got a long way to go. we got we got a long way to go. But remember, people will ask a lot, why, why, why? I don't understand. Why they want to destroy everything. We get confused on the right because it's not hard to imagine them destroying a university campus, right? Okay, hey, let's take over the faculty here and let's make sure all these kids are learning communism now. We can't have any Republicans out of here, you know, that kind of thing. That's not hard to imagine. It's not hard to imagine them thinking that way. But when we think about them destroying things that will also affect them, it confuses us. The communists live here, too. Why do they want trains going off the rails every 15 seconds? Well, well, according to Pete, it happens every 15 seconds. Uh, Look,
1: rail safety is something that that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing.
4: The communists live around railroads, too. The communists fly, too, and even if they don't fly, they live underneath the planes that are flying, so you don't necessarily want one of those things to fall on you. They have to go in for surgeries, too. They need medical care, too. They need... Why would they do this? Well, I want to caution you about something, and I have to caution myself about this, too. We assign more lofty ways of thinking to our enemy. This is human nature. We assign more lofty ways of thinking to our enemy than we should. We have enemies. Don't get me wrong. These are our enemies. The communists are most definitely our enemies. They're trying to burn our country down. You know all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that. But what we like to imagine, especially because of the presence of the World Economic Forum and stuff like that, we like to imagine that American communists that they have meetings and there's some kind of a plan and there's charts and graphs. Hey, hold on. Look, uh, okay. We've already got bill. He's assigned to destroy the airlines. Hey Tina, are you going to destroy the medical institutions? Make sure. Okay. That should be done in a couple months. And then, uh, look, look at our charts and graphs. We have different responses. That's, that's not how it works. Remember this always remember this. You're dealing with people who worship destruction. They worship destruction what do they destroy they destroy the two inches in front of their face at all times just whatever you're doing wherever you are just destroy whatever's in front of you is there a grand plan kind of but not really not for most of these people the plan is to destroy that's the plan well on that sunny note let's talk about dudes getting pedicures and cheese balls hang on
1: jesse Kelly.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget you can email your questions during the show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com jesse at jessekellyshow.com So, got a little problem at the house. A little problem. I, all right, I have to, all right, I, I have to confess something. Every... A uh, couple weeks, two or three weeks, when I go get my hair cut. I have to get my hair cut often now because I'm balding, as you well know. My hairline is thinning. It's retreating. It's thinning. I'm a Kelly. It was always inevitable. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, Chris, it's getting a little long. Like even right now, it gets a little long. I have to get haircuts more often because I need to keep it shorter. What do you, look, remember, fellas. As your hair goes, shorter, not longer, shorter. Everyone can tell. Everyone knows you're going bald. you just not a mystery. Just let it go. My haircut lady, she also shaves you if you want. You can add a, a, a shave. Now, I know I have a beard, but she trim up the edges and trims everything down and has everything really professional looking. I have grown to like these, and I book them whenever I get... A haircut, it's like $15. It doesn't cost anything. It's $15. But she's really thorough when she does the facial thing. Part of the facial thing, she even goes down to your hand and like massages, like gives each hand a little hand massage. No, nothing inappropriate, Chris. Why are you looking at me like that? It's a haircut and a shave. Chris said, why? It's called customer service, Chris. It's called going over and above nothing you'd know anything about anyway. The wife, now that, that my haircut's... Should be 15 minutes, right? Now they take 45. Now she's accusing me of getting a facial when I go in there. And it doesn't matter how many times I tell her, it's not a facial. It's a professional shave. She says, oh, really? What part of massaging your hands is a professional shave? It's just a little snot about the whole thing. And so I'm being unfairly accused of doing things I haven't done. Which brings me to this email. Jesse, my wife said men get pedicures. I said, no way. Real men don't get pedicures. I asked, would a Marine get a pedicure? And she said, yes. I told her, I'm asking Jesse Kelly. She said, go ahead. Jesse, settle this argument. All right, I'm going to settle it for you. And it's going to sound like a mealy mouth way to answer it, but I got to be honest. It's you and me talking. All right, I got to be honest. Should men get pedicures? No. No, we shouldn't. My feet are ugly. You know why my feet are ugly? I walk on them. Right? and Don't get me wrong. I clip my toenails and all that stuff, but I've walked many, many miles on these feet. They're calloused. They're ugly. My toes are ugly. I have ugly feet. You don't want to look at my feet. Feet should be ugly if you're a dude. You walk on them. Only chicks have good-looking feet. And even then, sometimes with the hammer toes. And Anyway, we're not going into it. Dudes shouldn't get pedicures. But as somebody who has had to drop off and or pick up the wife at places like this before, dudes do get pedicures. They're in there. They are in there. And, look, I don't know if that helps you. I don't know if that hurts you. But I'm a slave to honesty, Chris. What? I'm a slave to the truth. I'm a slave to the truth. I, I, I have to get to this real quick before we get back to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions for the New York Times today. What does it mean to be a progressive New York City? Uh, You're experiencing it right now, isn't it fun? What do you mean, what does it mean to be a progressive New York City? Walk out of your little building there at the New York Times. You see that homeless guy who just pooped on the sidewalk at noon? That's what it means to be a progressive New York City. You know that friend of yours who got mugged last night? She's going to her car about 9 o'clock at night. She got mugged by somebody who's already been let out of jail four times. That's what it means to be a progressive New York City. That's what it means to be a, quote, progressive communist anything. What it means is simply you imagine a world that isn't real. You try to create the world that isn't real by destroying the world that is real. And what you will see is... The death and destruction of everything around you as you try to make the real world into a world of make-believe. Like in the real world, guys who commit violent crimes, especially as adults, especially if they've done it more than once, that's who they are. They're always going to do that. Almost all of them. I realize people can reform themselves, and I know we have a bunch of people in prisons who listen, so don't take that as a, hey, that's stuck who you are. You can reform yourself. You can be better. But for the most part, the statistics say you start doing it. That's the life you lead. That's probably the life you were brought up in, probably grew up that way. Violent criminals who commit violent acts against other people will continue to do so. So you have to take them, and you have to lock them in a cage so they can't hurt anybody. Now, I know you don't want that to be the case. I think, I think he deserves another chance because he feels bad about the last time, guys. And so you're going to spring him loose from jail because you don't realize this is a communist plot to destroy your society. You're going to spring him loose from jail because that would be nice. It'd be a nice thing to do. It'd be very progressive. And then he's going to go rape a 50-year-old jogger in Staten Island, and it's going to be all your fault because you're stupid because you believe in really stupid things You're, in general, a very stupid person. And your stupidity, it's not like my stupidity where I will say words wrong or hit my head on things. Your stupidity actually gets people killed. You're so stupid, your stupid is deadly. You have the deadly version of stupid. So that's what it's like. That's what it means to be a progressive New York City. You're welcome, New York Times. Happy to answer that one for you. (laughs) All right, oatmeal and cheese balls. But before we get to any of that, Someone wants to know my problem with Tim Scott. Guess we got a new listener here. I will explain it because it's going to apply to a lot of these politicians. It's actually the same thing that applies to Nikki Haley, to many of them. It's, it's one of the problems I currently have with Trump, which I hope he gets better on. I will explain in detail in a moment. Let's get to this email first. Jesse, I listen to you every night on my way home from work. I'm 48 years old. I own a liquor store in Communist Massachusetts. I work 80 hours a week since losers in this, I can't say that word, state, can be entitled to over 100K per year as a loser living off the taxpayer and no one wants to get a job. <laughs> I want to try chalk and believe in you, trust you, but really want to be reassured by you. Can you help me believe in the benefits? I've tried others in the past with no results. No, I can't. No, I can't help you believe in the benefits. All I can do is tell you what Chalk has done for me. I read you the various things people email me about how good they feel, the energy they have. But I can tell you this. When they say cancel anytime, they mean it. If it doesn't work, give it 90 days. If it doesn't work, you cancel it. Promise me you'll cancel it. Chalk.com promo code JESSE gets you 35% off a subscription. C-H-O-Q.com promo JESSE. Go try it.
0: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. One final thing on that pilot thing we were talking about in the beginning. The, the commercial airline pilot who wrote in, in case you missed it, saying, ah, my family's not flying commercial anymore. Remember, it's way beyond that. Diversity, equity, inclusion. Wherever you see these words, you're watching the death of whatever's involved. Education, pilots. Again, do I need to remind you that this is not just a medical school graduation. This is Columbia's medical school. This is that next surgeon you're going to rely on to save your life here he or she is.
5: We enter the profession of medicine with appreciation for the opportunity to build on the scientific and humanistic achievements of the past. We also recognize the acts and systems of oppression affected in the name of medicine. We take this oath of service to begin building a future grounded in truth, restoration, and equity. To...
4: Chris asked if they're going to pray like that over his heart surgery. Buddy, you're the one who needs to pray. You're white. You're not getting heart surgery. Go to the back of the line, whitey.
5: fill medicine's capacity to liberate. I vow to use this knowledge to uplift my patients and disrupt...
4: That's actually a good point. Chris said he's Jewish and has some oppression points. You better play that card all the way, pal.
5: Hey, I'm a minority! The ...injustices that harm them as I forge the future of medicine. I promise to self-reflect diligently, to confront unconscious prejudices... And to develop the skills, knowledge, and...
4: I can't take anymore. I can't take anymore. The death of everything. Now, let's switch gears. We're going to switch gears. I love saying that, Chris. It feels so... You know what it reminds me of when I say switch gears? It reminds me of driving a stick shift. I miss driving a stick shift. I, I, was, uh, I was taught on a stick shift. Some crappy old, old Toyota or something like that. And that's how my folks taught me to drive. And then my first car, $600 for a 1983 Honda Accord. Saved up two summers for that bad boy, not to brag. It was a little beat up, but it was a stick shift. And the beauty of a stick shift, you kids today won't understand this. I'm not that old guy, Chris. You kids wouldn't understand it, but you, you wouldn't. The beauty of a stick shift is no matter how crappy your car is, you feel like a race car driver. My Honda Accord, I think the horsepower on it was like 2 Alright, it just didn't hardly move, but I would get that thing wound up. That's that's what switching gears Chris, that's what Honda chords sound like. I was that's I miss it. Anyway, we're switching gears back to Tim Scott. Hi, Jesse. Love your show, love your viewpoint. What's your issue with Tim Scott? Not a challenge, but a genuine inquiry. This is on the heels of Tim Scott looking like he's getting ready to announce her president just like Nikki Haley did. I, this is going to take me a little while. So just this, this goes way beyond Tim Scott, but I need to explain what I believe. And I believe this all the way. If, well, let's, let's, you know what? Let's do an example. Let's do an example. If I get home from work today, I get off the show, I go home from work, getting ready to go have a hot dog or something with the old, with the old lady and the kids. And I walk in the door of the house. And they tell me, hey, the dog, the dog has an upset stomach. He's been pooping all over the house all day long. Wherever you walk, there's poop in the house. There's been, you're just basically walking into a sea of poop. And that's my first impression when I walk in the door. What is that going to do to my evening or has the potential to do? Or you know what a better example than that is? What if what if I get yelled at right when I walk in the door? She wouldn't do this, but I walk right in the door. Hey, guys, good to see you. all oh, It's Friday. We're the weekend. Way to forget taking out the trash today, idiot. She would never do that, but what if she did it? What just happened there? What happened was a direction for the entire evening has just been chosen. The tone has been set. It It almost... Almost without recovery, there's almost no chance now to recover the evening. You've you've probably done this to someone or had this done to you, a friend, a co-worker, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever. This has happened to you where your first impression, be it a good one or a bad one, will determine the direction of the rest of the day or the rest of the week or the, the rest of the date, you know? That is human nature. When human nature aims a certain direction, inertia, being what it is, keeps human beings going that same direction. Believe me, this is all coming back to politics and Tim Scott. Just, just hang with me for a second. I'm, I'm going to get in there. Now, let's talk about us. Let's talk about politics today. We talk about the system a lot. What is the system? The system is. Every single cultural pillar, now governed by the exact same ideology, working together for their own evil common cause at all times. At all times. So, the entertainment industry, they work hand in hand with the media. Why? Because they believe in the same thing. They want the same thing. So, when they have to protect each other, they do. When they have to spread the same message, they do. But it's way more than that. Entertainment works with the media, works with education, works with government, works with the administrative state, works with professional sports, works with the corporations. They all work together at all times. And because they're all cultural Marxists now, or servants to the cultural Marxists, not that that makes a difference, it's just splitting hairs. They're lying at all times. They're lying. They're pushing evil. They're pushing whatever they're pushing for nefarious reasons at all times. Which brings me to the whole inertia thing. The most important time in any given story or issue is the beginning. By far, give me the first 48 hours, I'll give you the next 48 years. Give me the first 48 hours in a story and I will choose the narrative And what that will give me is it will give me a huge percentage of the population that will come with me the direction I want them to go. That's how the human mind works. So in the immediate wake of a story, like the greatest example for this, and actually it's the one that's going to apply to Tim Scott, the greatest example for this is the death of George Floyd. St. George Floyd dies in Minneapolis, Everybody wakes up the next day, they see this terrible looking internet video, some sweaty black dude on the ground calling for his mom, he ends up dying, it looks bad, the cop's on his back, but boom, the system springs into action. What was that action? They knew. They had the initial narrative, they knew. What was the action? America's evil. America's racist. Black people are oppressed, and cops are the enemy. America's evil. America's racist. Black people are oppressed, and cops are the enemy. America's evil. America's racist. Black people are oppressed, cops are the enemy. Over and over and over and over and over again. You saw that in the media. You saw that from Democrats. You saw that from Republicans. We'll get that to we'll get to that in a moment. You saw it in Hollywood, in Instagram. Every professional athlete out there and racism. Drew Brees re- wearing the name of a rapist on his helmet. Initially, the system immediately locked shields and they knew this could be a huge win for American communism. And as you see with the crime rates now, look at these crime numbers out of New York City. As you see with the crime rates now, they were able to destroy just like they wanted to. Remember this, a lot of these crime, we talk about crime in the cities, crime in the cities, this all ramped up after St. George Floyd died and America decided the cops were the enemy and black people were oppressed. black people are oppressed and the cops are the enemy turn all the black people used from prison and fire the cops and now murders through the roof but how does that tie into Tim Scott and Tim Scott and many others I'm actually not going to make this just about Tim Scott how does that tie into Tim Scott it ties into Tim Scott actually ties into many people ties into Trump ties into many people heavy D all of them I will explain in a moment
1: feeling a little stocky
4: Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. So
5: he he never gonna
4: stop. It is the to Jesse to Kelly go. Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't worry. We're going to get all, all the oatmeal and cheese balls conversations. Those are coming. I'm just elaborating on politics right now and the narrative and because someone wrote in and asked, hey, why don't, what's your problem with Tim Scott? He was just curious. He's just asking because Tim Scott's getting ready to run for president. Well, again, the initial 48 hours in a story, when the narrative is set, that is by far the most important time in any given issue. And the system realizes that. So whenever anything happens, whenever anything comes up, the system will lock shields and they will use that first 48 hours to try to build a narrative that will help them burn America to ash. What's my problem with Tim Scott? And I'm going to elaborate more on Heavy D, on Donald Trump, and stuff because I have huge problems with Republicans on this. They do this all the time. After St. George Floyd died and the system was setting its narrative, remember the narrative, America's evil, America's racist, black people were oppressed, cops are the enemy. America's evil, America's racist, black people were oppressed, cops are the enemy. What happened? Tim Scott jumped on that and helped them... Build the narrative helped them build the narrative immediately began working with that piece of trash from New Jersey Cory Booker on federal police reform federal police reform with Cory Booker all of a sudden a black dude dies in Minneapolis and we need the federal government to start regulating law enforcement across America that's insane but he did it and when you yell about it some people on the right will say this maybe you're saying it right now. Well, we can't let them have the narrative. The right makes this mistake over and over and over and over again. We think we're going to be able to seize control of the communist gun and use it for our own purposes. We will not. We will not. If you give them that narrative, let alone help them build it, we're finished. And look, it's not just Tim Scott. Trump didn't say a word month or two, Trump wouldn't say a word about Black Lives Matter. Remember when he'd look at the violence in the cities and he would only blame Antifa? Why? Because the Kushners of the world are chirping in his ear. Well, you don't want to look racist. In the meantime, an openly Marxist group named Black Lives Matter was torching cop cars in New York City. Nothing about Black Lives Matter. Everything was Antifa. Now, Eventually, again, this is this is the problem. Eventually, everyone came around and started saying black lives matter wait this is bad but by then it's too late the right does this all the time we see all this pressure coming from everywhere the system setting a narrative and we get in I don't know whether we get intimidated or what the deal is but we cower or we hide away from it or we flat out help them set it no no you're right I remember watching it on the right after after Floyd died I remember watching More people, more friends of mine than I can count. Well, I mean, we do have a real race problem. Yeah, no, we... No, we... Just immediately jumping on the narrative they're creating to try to destroy us. I can't stand it. And then... like, Like, COVID's a great example of this. COVID, what you see now... What do you see now? Every single politician on the right, every single pundit, radio guy, writer, TV guy, every single person with a platform on the right... What do they say about COVID lockdowns and stuff like that? That's crazy. I'm against it. This is destructive. This is ridiculous. This is wrong. Turns out we were wrong. This is horrible. But what else do they say? Initially, initially, I was willing to give them blank. So what doomed Trump's president. And you realize that ended Trump's presidency, right? That two weeks to slow the spread. The second Trump caved on that. The second he let Dr. Fauci become king of America for two weeks, his presidency was over because Democrats across the country used it to destroy his economy and to increase the mail in balloting. And soon, no more Trump. It ended him. Not fighting against the narrative early on, in fact, helping them create it, ended any chance Donald Trump had at a second term. He was going to be a second term president because he had the economy roaring. We were rolling, baby. E- America was happy. He was, he was going to walk to re-election. Boom. Gave them the narrative. Presidency over. Heavy D did the same thing when it came to COVID lockdowns. Again, I want to make sure I acknowledge the fact that he owned that and rescinded it, and they became the free state of Florida, which I like. I want to give him credit for that, owning it where you're wrong. But initially, Heavy D's out there. Look at me. I'm getting my vaccine. Get your vaccine today. Lockdown. Go home. Let's be fair. The narrative. Right off the bat. What's my problem with Tim Scott? It's one thing to succumb to the narrative right off the bat. That's bad. It's quite another to flat out help them build it. That's my problem. And I realize what I'm asking of all these people. The Tim Scotts, the Trumps, the Heavy Ds, every, everybody. I realize what I'm asking takes guts. Because believe me when I tell you as someone who regularly bucks the narrative right off the bat you catch heat and not only do you catch heat from your enemies it's not just the communists like covid is a great example when it comes to me as soon as they suggested 15 days shut down an economy for a virus i flipped out you remember i was on the radio then if you were listening back then i freaked i've said that's the craziest thing i've ever heard in my life that's insane this is going to be national suicide what are we doing like everything i said it all It wasn't the communists who were just mad. Now, of course, they were mad, but set them aside. I don't care about that. It's not the enemy who gets you. It's your friends and your family. That's who gets you. Phone calls, text messages from people i had been friends with for a long time. Family members. Hey, Jesse, this is a deadly virus, man. Hey, man, why don't you dial it down? Hey, Jesse, you sure about this? You're going to get some people killed. Hey, and you know what that's like? It's one thing to hear that from your enemy. It's another thing to, to hear that from somebody very close to you. Hey, Jesse, you're going to get keep people killed with this. So I know that it's difficult to fight against that narrative, but that's when it's most important. Again, give me the first 48 hours. I'll give you the next 48 years, but the right can't ever do it now. Like you like the COVID stuff now. Oh, they're all Mr. Freedom fighter. Now, no more lockdowns guys, no more mandates. There were like five of you when it was initially suggested. Everyone else, oh, no, actually, yeah, let's go home. Had hey, just a few weeks. Uh, let's go home for a month. What's the worst that can happen out there? I remember. You may have forgotten, but I remember. The narrative is what matters. The direction, because inertia, momentum, whatever, you wanna, whatever word you want to put on it, whatever college word, those are big words, Chris, whatever word you want to put on it, it's a real thing and it matters. All right, there. That's a long-winded answer. I've had enough of that. Let's talk about oatmeal and the trains and planes and automobiles. And why is Joe Biden slurring his words? And why don't you have your emergency three-month food kit? Let's talk about that for a moment. Let's just have a chat. Are you under the impression that things are stable right now globally? Those food chains, supply chains right now, how, how are they looking to you? How many food processing plants have to go up in flames or trains have to end up in the river down below until you realize that it might be a really good idea to start stockpiling some emergency supplies just in case. And My Patriot Supply has it sitting there ready to go. Emergency three-month food kits, 2,000 calories a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, real food, $200 off right now at MyPatriotSupply.com. Go to mypatriotsupply.com right now and get an emergency three month food kit. Everyone in your home needs one. Mypatriotsupply.com. All right. The cheese ball minimum. And is there a white national anthem? What? That's your question. Hang on.